Moses in the CIA? I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian. And like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA. I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA. And I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Join us as we talk about topics of life and business from two unique perspectives. Hello, Ken. How are you this fantastic evening? Oh, Daniel, never better. How are you doing, buddy? I am excellent. So tonight we are talking about the flip side. What is that all about? Let me tell you. So a little story about uh, my sister, who's full-time caretaker for my 95, coming up on 96-year-old dad. She and her partner and his two kids and my dad all live together. They've got a four-bedroom, three-bath home that they're renting. It's a perfect configuration because my dad uses a walker, so he can't go up and down stairs. So he's on the ground floor with his bedroom and a full bath, access to the outdoors. And it's just been a great setup. They've been there for two years. Earlier in the week, uh, they were contacted by their landlord, who's been really happy with them and said, we want to talk about renewing for another year. They were thrilled, especially with the holidays coming, Thanksgiving, my dad's birthday, Christmas, et cetera. And then a couple of days after that, the landlord called back and said, actually, we've decided to sell the home and you'll need to be out within a month. And it sent my sister into a tailspin. She's full-time caregiver. She does so much work to take care of my dad which I'm so appreciative of if you're listening, sis. Uh, and now they were, they, were, they were faced with having to search for something. And so I could just hear in her voice the, the kind of, you know, just exhaustion and maybe even a little desperation. And I listened to her. I let her talk. Um, I would never presume to tell anyone not to feel the way that they're feeling. But the next morning, I sent a text to her and her partner. And I just said, look, if I were coaching you guys, if you were clients, here's what I would suggest. I would suggest you look at that which is so. What is objective? What is fact? Something that's just incontrovertible. It is the way it is. And that is that your current landlord is selling the house in which you currently live, and you're going to have to move out and find a new place. That's it. Now, the choice we have, what story are we going to tell about what's so? Because the story that we make up is going to set in motion all sorts of different things. That's going to be the story we tell friends and family. That's going to be the stuff that gets drawn to us. So one story we could tell is there's nothing out there. Rental properties have become more expensive. We'll never find anything close to town. We're going to have to commute 20 or 30 minutes, etc. The other story we could tell is a perfect place waiting for us. We may not even know where that place is yet, but it's waiting for us. There may be another solution that we haven't even thought of. Maybe there's a possibility of purchasing something. Maybe there's a possibility that someone that we're going to talk to knows of something that hasn't been listed yet. This could actually work out that we could find a place even better than the one that we have right now. So to their great credit, they like took that on. It's like, this is an opportunity. This is where we're going to look at this. That was Thursday morning. Friday, a place came up for rent. They went to see. 
there were a ton of people there. The owner was also there. The new, the new would-be landlord was also there. And my sister talked to him about how much this would mean. My dad's coming up on 96 years old. It would be great to be in a place before his birthday and Thanksgiving. The house was perfect. In fact, it was even more perfect. It was situated across the street from a park where she could take the dog for a walk. It had a ground floor that was all one level as opposed to a split level, which my dad could not navigate. So it would give him more room to move around in. The price was actually less than what they were paying for the place now. And they went back home, filled out the online application. The next morning, they get a call from the current landlord saying, we want to help you guys out. We know this is putting you in a difficult situation. We want to contribute $1,000 to your moving expenses. And being landlords, we know that little things can make a difference. So we'd like you to call this potential landlord back and tell him, you'll give him an extra $50 a month because it would mean so much to be in this place. And we'll pay for that for a year. So they did just that. And then this morning, they got a call from the guy that they talked to and uh, they got the place. So what's the lesson in all this, right? I think people could look at this and say, it was luck, it was chance, it's just the way it went. I look at this and I say, something that at, at first glance appeared really bad, like really, really, really challenging, just like a, a, a huge negative. Because we chose to tell a different story about it, we actually converted it into something that turned out to be a better place to live in a better part of town for less money with a landlord that's completely on board with what's going on and with soon to be former landlords that became partners in this venture and actually united with them because they were telling the story of, we know we can find a place that's great. We know there's something out there. So that's what this is all about, Dan. It's about taking that stuff, which initially appears to be so challenging and looking at the other side of it and converting it into something positive. So you know who lives on the flip side, your niece and my oldest daughter, because they're great at gymnastics because they're great cheerleaders. So they live on the flip side. It also reminds me of the show Stranger Things. They have what's called the upside down. It's like a mirror image of the world, but in a very negative aspect. And I think that's the problem with most people is they live in the upside down. They just don't realize it, that they're living in the perception of the world in a worse version of the world than it actually is. They see it through their lens of look how bad everything is. When if they look at the flip side, the side that I know is the reality side, even though we're living in a simulation, it's actually really good, right? But the moment we see it on the side where it's tainted with all the bad stuff, all we notice is all the bad stuff. So when things pop up that are challenging or difficult in life, we go, oh my goodness, look how bad this is. And it's like, no, let's look at the flip side where everything's sunshine and rainbows and looks amazing. And I just had a conversation with a friend today about daylight savings time, which I know you don't have in Arizona. So good for you. But <laughs> the rest of this country hasn't. And he was complaining to me about it. He was saying, isn't this so dumb? And uh, while I can agree with the illogicalness that it's unnecessary and we don't need it, and only Arizona is smart enough to realize that, I can still say, can I do anything about it? And no. And so the flip side to me of daylight savings time is I just choose to embrace it and look at the positive because I can't change it. It is what it is. 
So I move my clocks that are non-digital backwards and I basically go, hey, here's the good thing. I'm a night owl. So what does that mean for me? The flip side is I'll be able to wake up an hour earlier, but it feels like I'm waking up at the same time. Isn't that awesome? Now, if you look at the negative side, you go like, but you're not going to be as tired late at night as you're used to because you're used to going to bed at a certain time. And I'd be like, yeah, but the flip side is when I wake up in the morning, I'll be able to wake up earlier and feel well-rested because I'm going to make sure that I stick with the traditional bedtime that I'm used to. Anyway, big lesson. There's two sides to everything, two sides to a coin, double-edged sword, however you want to see it. Most of us have this false belief that the side we're seeing is the right side. And really, it's like in Stranger Things, it's actually the upside down. So I love the flip side. I I, I was at a, uh, Bob and I, my husband and I were at a, a gala last night for the Juvenile, uh, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, and a good friend of ours was being honored as a corporate honoree. Um, Chris, who's founder of a company called Trainual, um, it's tremendously successful, um, was diagnosed when he was a kid um, with diabetes and um, told the story of his lifelong advocacy. This is like a, it's a diabetes is a serious disease, obviously. People, if, if left unchecked, can die from it. They can have limbs amputated as a result of it. They can get serious disease. It can shorten their lifespan, or they can have their lifespan shortened, I should say. They're really serious concerns. And parents, obviously, when faced with having a kid that has diabetes, you think about the stress that that puts on them, trying to make sure that their, their blood sugar levels are balanced all the time. Chris methodically went through all the things he had to embrace to take on this disease and to not allow it to dominate him, but for him to control it. And he talked about how he developed this sense of numbers and mathematics and organization um, in terms of you know, reading the, the uh, different amounts of carbohydrates that certain foods have that convert to sugars and how that would play out with his bloodstream. And he talked about how that related to his love of numbers now. He talked about what he had to do to go out and fundraise um, to raise money for the foundation to help himself, help everybody else with the disease and to help those who were coming up that would have it. And he talked about how that helped him in going out and being able to talk about his own company and raise money for it. And he literally walked through the highs and the lows, as he described it, which blood sugar is that. It's it's high, it's low. And he related that to the journey of an entrepreneur, the highs and the lows, and talked about the fact that he was able to balance all of that out during his younger life, which set him up to be able to be a really great entrepreneur today. And it's it's an exceptional story, but it's to your point, Dan, about you know the flip side. He literally took everything that occurred in his life that could have defeated him, and he saw a flip side to it. And now, at this vantage point of, I think he's around 40 years old, looking back, he sees how all of this played together to make him a successful entrepreneur, successful husband, successful father, successful son. Uh, and he was able to see the positive that could come out of a situation that just on first glance, obviously, looks really, really negative. It was super inspirational and made me think about 
you know, how easy it is to just default to, ah, this, this is terrible, it sucks. And the opportunity, I think, that we get presented with um, every day in life is as things occur, are we going to just take them at face value? Or are we going to look at the flip side and see what might there might be there for us? Recently, a company that I've been considering doing business with uh, asked if they could run a background investigation or background check on me. I was like, sure, certainly. And um, one of the things that came up was a lawsuit that had happened 10 years ago. Um, and it was me uh, pursuing money from a company that I did business with that um, owed me literally millions of dollars. And uh, so the person, after they got the results of this back, they asked me about it and they said, oh my gosh, that must've been devastating. That was such a you know very significant amount of money that um, you were screwed out of and all this other kind of stuff. And my real response was, um, no, I'm good. You know, and like, and they're like, well, it must've affected you for a long time. I'm like, no, I'm good. And I'm telling you this because I don't live in the past, meaning the moment that was over. And the moment we landed on the settled agreement after that lawsuit, I literally said, okay, let's move on to the future. So I kind of view that as like, Time is like the flip side of things, meaning it's if we're living in the past, we're living in the upside down. We're living in that part where we're focused on the things that haven't gone well for us up to now. I choose to live on the flip side, that sunny side where I live in the moment and moving forward. I spend no time looking back. It was interesting. They even reminded me of it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, that must have been like, no, I just chose to flip the script on it. And look at life from that point forward. And very similar to the story you just mentioned, Ken, it's, there's just so many lessons to take away from that. There's so many like learning points. Um, a recent example, I told this in probably a couple podcasts ago about a company that um, mentioned a time they get back to me and they didn't get back to me. And it, I lost trust in that company. Well, people would say, isn't that sad? You went through all that effort. It sounded like a really good opportunity. And it just, you know, you lost trust in them. It didn't work out. But the flip side is now, fast forward to whatever it was a couple of weeks ago to now, I have now landed and secured a better opportunity with a better company. And here's the reality. If that first thing had never happened, this opportunity wouldn't have presented itself because I would have said, nope, my commitment is with them. And I wouldn't have been even looking or considering anything else. And really when that happened, I remember saying it so clearly to people who I trust and I could talk to about it. I said, this is great. And they're like, how is this great? And I said, this is great because one, I avoided something early on that may have turned out to be the same way later. And two, it just freed me up. It gave me almost a learning point to go. I know what I'm going to do moving forward. Any company I'm going to consider working with moving forward, I'm going to just address these certain things or ask these certain questions that I wouldn't even have thought to ask. I didn't think they were necessary. But now, because of that experience, here's what I'm going to do. And it landed in a much better opportunity for me financially. And everything's just better because I went through that, because I just chose to not linger in that upside down past and how much that affected me and just flipped it to where I can just live moving forward to what I want it to be and how I want to see it. A great lesson. And the, the, the one last thing I'd add to this is this, that when you, when you pause, right, when you just pause for a moment in the midst of something that feels difficult, challenging, negative, and you, you flip the script, you look at the other side, something changes, not only in the way you perceive it, but in the way you talk about it, 
and in the things that you pay attention to. We want to be right. We just do. We, we want to be right. So we look for confirmation of that. And if my story is, this is a horrible thing. I've just lost this contract with this company. That's the story you're going to be telling out there. Those are the things you're going to be finding then. That's the stuff that's going to be drawn to you. If the story is different, and I'll just go back to where I started with my sister. I can find something. It's going to be close. It's going to be the right price range. It's going to be all these different things. It opened her up to hear all those other opportunities that were out there. The, the example of my friend, Chris, it, it opened him up looking at the positive side to see and hear all the opportunities that were out there. And I think what you were describing right now, it opened you up to when the next prospect comes along, I know what to ask in advance to either avoid or clear up or clarify something so that when I do sign the contract, I'm signing it and feeling great about it. And, and that's what I just hope people take away from this. Whenever something happens that feels negative, pause, flip the script, ask about the, the positive side and make a decision to tell that story. Your listening will shift, your speaking will shift, and your hearing of what's out there will shift as well. I want to mention one final thing, which is that not only does this affect you just the way you think and what you perceive and like how the world comes across to you, but it actually affects your body. And this recent example was um, a friend of mine was saying that they were losing their hair. That's a woman who's losing their hair because of having COVID. And that was, I guess, some result was that hair was coming out, right? They were losing hair. Anyway, long story short was, before I knew this, I had seen them and I thought this literally went through my mind. I'm like, their hair looks amazing. Right. And then the flip side of the situation was that actually they had very thick hair naturally, and they had always wished they had thinner hair. And in fact, the flip side of the situation was without having to pay a salon to do anything, they were able to get the hair that they always hoped for just as a result of COVID and the side effect that came with it. So at any rate, the point of it is simply to say that when you focus on something, for in their case, they were focused on how bad this is. And I was saying, was well, this what you want? And they were saying, no. And I said, well, then you simply have to look at the other side, which is to say, imagine for a second, imagine uh, this like, you know, your hair is beautiful and just have that thought in your head all the time. And that actually does impact your body and the way things happen. There's a, a story that's, interesting and kind of sad, but it's true where there was this tribal culture where um, they believed in like voodoo curses and the witch doctor in the village, literally, if you did something that violated their rules, they would curse you. They called it pointing the bone. They do this spell on you and point the bone at you and you were cursed and you were going to die. And literally true stories of people very young, very healthy who would die after this curse. And you could argue all you want. Maybe it was a real curse. But my belief is that the belief they had that was so strong that they were cursed, that their body actually said, I will follow your command and start to shut down. They could have easily seen the flip side of that and saying, you know what? I get to control whether my body thrives or has a problem. It's the same way with this person. They get to choose to either see this as a terrible situation, a bad side effect of having COVID, or they could see one, 
they got to a point where their hair looks amazing. And two, if they wanted to continue to now get better, they need to just focus on what they want to happen. See the flip side and not just focus on the negative part that happens. Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out MosesInTheCIA.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out Mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, check out DanCrum.com.